I'm 3D printing Dan and Ed Sheeran bust. Why? Aw. That's such a waste. It's nice. It's almost Valentine's Day, that's why. It's coming up quick. It's it's a big bust. It's going to take a few runs on the printer to (laughs) finish. And then he's got to spray paint the hair just the brightest orange. Yep. And I'm going to add some really small LEDs inside so his hair glows orange. Hell yeah. It's like a lamp for next to your bed. Yeah, exactly, exactly. The Ed Sheeran lamp glows orange, pulsates when you need to wake up, and screams lyrics to songs <laughs> you've never heard. Excellent. Songs you've never heard. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'm Joe. I'm Ken. I'm Andrew. And I'm Dan. We're the Rewinders Podcast, rewinding movies to see if they hold up. And this time, we got licked by our telephone while watching Nightmare on Elm Street. (sighs) Okay. You're just going to start off with the worst part of the movie. (laughs) And the worst part of any 80s movie, which is just... You want to have a bad person, they're going to be waggling their tail, tail, tongue. They still do that in mo- movies today. They go, Bah-da-da-da. Yep, and it's more so just annoying than character <laughs> development. They should just keep it in their mouth. I guess it does the job of making me want to punch somebody in the face. I don't know, it was more disturbing than anger-inducing for me. More of a, like, why? Why at all? Why at Earp? <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> so who has a history with the movie nightmare on elm street i mean it was always on during halloween and that's really the only time i think i've ever watched the movie how young were you when you saw it oh god young i was probably say beginning of high school was it scary for you no (laughs) (laughs) so blunt uh you know uh, i thought i watched this before but it turns out that I continually mix up movie names, and uh, I haven't watched this particular iteration of this movie. I've said in the past, and I remember that Johnny Depp uh, murdered really early in this movie, but it turns out Johnny Depp is in this movie, and I knew that. But it turns out, I think what I'm thinking of is the one at Camp Crystal Lake. Friday the 13th. Jason. Friday the 13th, where Kevin Bacon gets stabbed super early in the movie. Uh, This one, yeah, Johnny Depp, but doesn't get murdered late till late in the movie. And uh, yeah, so apparently I have no history with this movie apart from watching uh, sequels, which are basically the same movie. Only significantly worse, (laughs) like all the time. Yeah. I had seen bits and pieces of this movie. Like I I knew Johnny Depp gets blundered. Um, I, I knew about like all the boiler room chases and things like that, but I, I guess I really I've never seen this movie before, and I, I thought that going in, and it was confirmed uh, after viewing it that I had never seen the entire film before, and I've only seen like one to two small little pieces. So it's one of those movies that I always had on the back burner. I watch a lot of horror movies, and especially Halloween, I, I go nuts, but I never got around to watching this, and I know everyone around me loves this movie like people i know have like shoes and and statues and figures and uh shirts i've seen people you know out with t-shirts and sweaters and whatnot the only exposure i've really had to freddy as a character was i did watch all of freddy versus jason for some reason you poor soul in high school you poor poor soul <laughs> i know hell yeah freddy versus jason i did watch that. yeah and then my parents bought me a like airbrushed freddy krieger t-shirt from the mall when I was in high school or middle school, and I'm just like, oh, this is cool. <laughs> I didn't, didn't know anything about the character. Here's a t-shirt of your favorite character, Freddy Krueger. Mom, I saw, like, a movie yeah, Mom, once. I, I like Halloween. This isn't Michael Myers, but yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, um, I don't know. It's just one of those movies that I always wanted to watch, and I always felt embarrassed that I hadn't watched because it, it just feels like a movie I should have seen. Now you can be embarrassed because you did watch it. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> For me, I had two older sisters that were teenagers in the 80s, so they loved themselves some horror movies to get all scared on. So I believe I saw most of the 1980s horror movies and then some stuff that's like worse like the Faces of Death oh, no. movies. Oh, God. Oh, God. Well, they're not really movies. No, they're not movies. No. That was like, 
That was YouTube before YouTube, and it was uncensored. Yeah, bad, bad YouTube <laughs> before YouTube. I rented those from Family Video at too young of an age to know what I was getting into. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's just, it's so I saw a lot of this stuff, but uh, Nightmare on Elm Street was one of the first ones that I got like really spooked by because of the character Freddy. I don't know what it was. He was very spooky to me. Which, by the way, this is Spooktober still, <laughs> even though this episode will be released in November. Yeah. This is still Spooktober. Within 24 hours of Halloween is fine. Yeah. Anyway, so I was really scared of uh, Freddy. I'd be like, you know, put myself underneath a blanket when watching the movie because I'm getting scared and stuff like that. I see it much differently now. But the turning point for me as a, a child of not being afraid of Freddy anymore was my parents had cable and hbo and one time just flipping through the channels with people we stopped on hbo and there was a interview with robert england in his costume with three quarters of his makeup done not his face and instantly i was like oh oh that's right it's an actor all right and i never was afraid of it again i was afraid of the movies uh and then i wasn't that's my history <laughs> and once my sisters left the house, I basically didn't watch any more of these. So when you say Jason versus Freddy, yeah. never saw it. You're not missing out on anything. It's fine. I disagree. That's a <laughs> fun movie. That I, if I remember right from high school, which I said that about a lot of movies back in high school so i don't necessarily trust my high school self with movies well to give any audience member who may have not seen nightmare on m street before the quick synopsis of this film is there's a dude in everyone's dreams but not everyone's all the few select teenagers dreams and i think we find out why later in another no, movie, movie but no they don't say why he selected those kids though oh it can be inferred though not really because what's inferred is he murders kids like when they say kids i assume children i have a note about that yeah i i i we won't dig too deep into that but yeah he wants to murder people in dreams and when he murders them in dreams, they die in real life. And then the adults in the real world are like, what's going on? That greaser kid's killing people until he ends up hanged in his own jail cell. And and then a lot more murder. Blender murder. Yeah. Find out that the parents killed this dude because he was a child molester. Murderer. He doesn't become a molester until he's the never murderer. a molester. Oh. He was originally supposed to be. It was originally supposed to be. Yeah. And then they're like, wait, this is Hollywood. We shouldn't be pulling attention to what might be happening here. So they changed it to murderer. And then they just kept the, the tongue and licking. <laughs> just for ambiguity's yeah. sake. Okay. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, you find out the the parents murdered this guy because the law didn't murder him for them. And now he's murdering kids in their sleep until this girl supposedly figures out how to pull him out of dreams to murder him in real life again. Joe, you, you give me a great movie title and I'm very happy now. I'm going to make a movie called Murdered by the Law. It sounds like years of attribution. It's boring as hell. Aww. Unless you're talking about, like, RoboCop. Yeah, RoboCop or Judge, Judge Dredd, Dredd, yeah. Murdered by the law. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Okay, I'm back in. <laughs> Had me in the first half. Or Chopping Mall. Those those robots were like the They law. were. They were. Chopping Mall. Yes. There's some things to like about this movie. What did you guys like about Nightmare on Elm Street? Johnny Depp getting blundered. That scene is fucking glorious. That scene is great. <laughs> it's also it is really awful. Good. And I just swore. I am sorry. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, it fits the oeuvre of the movie, so we're okay, I think. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to not swear. Are you on a no-swearing diet, Dan? Because you always get really upset when you swear. Yeah, but I feel bad. It's okay, you're an adult. There might be young people listening to our, our <laughs> podcast. Why would anybody young be listening to a movie where a gentleman gets pulled into a bed and blendered <laughs> with a geyser of blood spraying against the ceiling? Maybe because of that? I, I guess. Like, what child stumbled into this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Clearly in that scene, they just, you know, built the room upside down. And yeah, then... yeah. But it's well done. It was super well done. Looks great. That room was not built upside down. That room rotated. What? Yeah, because at the, at the end, it was on the side. What? Yeah, on the end, you could see the blood going down the side of the room versus going, like, straight across the ceiling. So the room did rotate. It was pretty cool. 
So did they just like confront? Oh man, this is gonna drive me nuts. Oh no. The guy who did the thing. I know who you're talking about. Designed sets and did the whole rotating room no. thing. Are you talking about the guy and the drummer? The drummer guy in that one band that rotates above the crowd. That's Neil Peart. No, no. I was I was wondering if. They just talked to Lionel Richie after dancing on the ceiling and, and oh. borrowed his room and redressed it. Ah. <laughs> I don't know. Lionel Richie, that makes the most sense. Or in the movie Poltergeist, they did a rotating room to get them up Poultry on the ceiling, Poultry Geist? That's awful. a bad movie. No, no. I am still not happy that you made me watch that. Terrible movie. <laughs> really sorry. awful. We're never doing that again. Trauma films are not good films. <laughs> <laughs> so how many times do you think they had to clean that room all the blood out of that room and how hard do you think that is or do you just like destroy the room and rebuild the whole thing hmm. if i remember correctly that scene was filmed once it would have to be because yeah. that's just so much it also uses 500 gallons of fake blood hell yeah it's kind of like the elevator scene the shining how do you how do you refilm that if you fuck it up no you don't exactly <laughs> <laughs> okay so for for this film there's there's a lot going on visually that i i so enjoy there's there's a lot of visual aspects to this film that i i was very thoroughly engrossed in and i I think for me probably the coolest thing in the entire film is when nancy's asleep and freddie's coming through the ceiling above her that was cool as shit that was one of the like coolest effects i've seen in a long time that was an effect that gets used in later horror films yeah i can see the dna from that what what is it the uh, I don't think... Frighteners used it. I was going to say the Frighteners, yeah. I was going to say, isn't it right on the, like the cover of the Frighteners? <laughs> oh, I'm sure it's on a lot of covers. It's such, it's a very cool thing. It's a very neat way to do things. It is. And I'm sure you get it with like ghosts going through lace as well, stuff like that. Like It's a good way to show invisible things. Yeah, it's so well done. I mean, like, it's it's coming through and then yeah. just instantly vanishes and it's it's back to just being, you know... A wall. It's such a good effect. I feel like that's what makes this movie is just the various of effects. If I remember correctly, if it was filmed, um, the the wall is muslin. Yeah, oh, sure. Okay. It's just it's all front lit. I, I didn't know if they actually physically did it or if it was a projection because it it glowed a little bit. So I was like, oh, it could have been a projection. You're a projection. But, oh, uh, we all are projections. Supposedly, yeah. this isn't the Matrix. This is. Nightmare on Elm Street, which is really neat. I love the premise of uh, uh, you got you know you can't sleep. Yes, like, yes. The premise just is great. on the basis of that is that's just it's a terrifying premise. Yeah. Like you're gonna sleep eventually. You know what that's based on, right? Uh, no. So there was a influx of migrants from Laos. Okay, and. In L.A., the a bunch of these migrants were all, like, not able to sleep. Like, they were having some kind of, like, insomnia, and it, it was killing people because they weren't sleeping. They should. Yeah, and that's what Wes Craven based the, the film on. It was in the late 70s. Let me see if I can find an article for it. Dan, I've got a, I've got a yeah. killer horror movie idea. The concept is, is if you fart, you die. Okay. So it's like... It'd be like people like at work standing at urinals, and all of a sudden the guy will come in and just be like, "Hey, Bob, hey, Bill," and then all of a sudden you hear like a little toot, and he'll just slump over dead in the urinal. And the other guy's like, "Whoa, what happened?" And then they start realizing that if you fart, you die. I'm not gonna last long in that world. <laughs> Inhale the <laughs> fart in order to be affected by this? Like, no, no, no. Like, how is everyone just not dead already? I don't. I don't know. It's part of the mystery. The only people that will be left will be ladies, because ladies don't fart. True, true. Ah, yes. I, I think the I think the only way that we can get an explanation in this movie is if we have a set of headstrong parents that can explain why all of a sudden <laughs> farts are killing people. And then, of course, they just blame everyone else. You're crazy. Your farts aren't killing you. Back in the day, we, we made sure no one would fart again. We got rid of farts. <laughs> what are you talking about? No one's farting. You can't physically fart anymore. We removed the farting gene. Oh God! Somehow it mutated back in. So it was Cambodia. It was Cambodia, not Laos. Interesting. I would have assumed Cam- uh, Laos, but yeah, that okay. I'll have to read that later. That's a lot of reading. Yeah. I like in the movie how things change constantly, um, and that's because they're in dreams, and dreams kind of just morph mm-hmm. around. It's- so, not so much that Freddy's controlling the dream, but just that the dreams can do wacky things. Like, they introduce you to it right away when Freddy's Super arms Freddy. are, yes. like, 
five feet oh, long oh, each. Beetlejuice. And I just giggled my butt off. I was like, this is so stupid looking. Wait, wait, wait. But what I came first, it. Beetlejuice or Nightmare? Uh, I believe Nightmare. Oh, Nightmare. This was 84. Right. And Beetlejuice was late 80s. Beetlejuice is 88. Yeah, 88. It's really unfortunate that they put his stretchy arms at the start of the movie because it really sets you off to just laugh at him the rest of the movie. Yeah. And, like, he's scrapping the uh, blades against the wall, and one of the blades is just flopping all over the place. Well, let's not let's get not keep get the nitpicky stuff just yet. That's well, just I know, but you brought the up the scene. Well, I, I thoroughly and I was there. I thoroughly second what you said, Ken. I I love the premise of this film. The premise is rock solid. The premise is fantastic. Yeah, it's just I don't know. <laughs> I'll get to the stuff later. Like but. so, ultimately, <laughs> even if floppy uh, <laughs> floppy blade Kruger doesn't scare you, just in appearance or uh, tongue wiggling. Uh, the premise of you going to sleep and being harassed by this guy <laughs> is enough to be just terrifying. Just the simple idea is just, it's straight out, like, even more terrifying than Jason because he just slowly walks after you with a machete. You get yourself a good head start. You can still get yourself a night's rest before he catches up to oh, you. Oh, for sure, for sure. Freddie Freddy and Michael Myers, they're, they're more of the, you can run, but I'll pop up in front of you out of nowhere kind of guys so they've got that going for them where they can just all of a sudden poof be in front of you i, I don't know though i, I think I'd, I'd, I'd rather be scared by scary terry every night when i go to bed <laughs> at least he makes a fun game out of it yeah you know i, I i'm actually kind of gonna agree that scary scary terry is actually more scary than than og freddy <laughs> OG Freddy has like emphysema. Yes, you're making fun of a burn He's victim. Like, eh. How dare you? That's what that makes sense. How dare you? Uh, you know, I'm okay with making fun of child murderers. I'll I'll go out and that's, say yeah, that. Yeah, there, there we go. I mean, he was he was also a child murderer, so that's perfectly fine. I, I really like Johnny Depp's acting in this. I I could see where he finally got a start, and it was warranted. It was worth it. I thought he was really good in this movie. Yeah. He was kind of like a grounded pin. I'm glad he didn't die right away. Yeah, I, I, I was expecting him to die like in the first like 20 minutes or so, but I was happy that he didn't die until the end-ish. It's because he disappears in the middle yeah. and doesn't come back. They kind of forgot he was on set and was like, oh, that's right, we got Johnny here. Um, Get back in there. Okay. Did you know Wes Craven wasn't going to hire him? Wes didn't like Johnny's his audition, but Wes's daughter was like, he's super dreamy. I really like him. That's right. I remember reading that somewhere, yeah. Well, he, he definitely had the acting chops in this movie. I felt like he was definitely the, 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 the pin holding it all together in terms of performances. <laughs> I really thought it's, he was good It's in not this. a very big pin. No, but it's it's monumental compared to the rest of, <laughs> rest of the pins. I don't know. I'll get to that later. I'll get to that later, but I've, I've, no, I have so much to say. But anyways... I like that it had Evil Dead on TV. That made me happy. I like that too. That made me super happy because I didn't know if that came before or after this movie, but then I saw you know Evil Dead two and, and Bruce Campbell and chainsaw sounds and everything. I was I was, I was super stoked. <laughs> I like it when horror movies pay homage to horror movies. That also is like don't put a better movie in your crappy oh, movie. Man. Oh man, shots fired. I'm not already. saying that this movie's crappy. Shots fired already. That's something popular in the '80s horror movies is referencing other better horror movies. That's true. There's there's <laughs> horror movies where they like play you know Night of the Living Dead in the movie and things like that. And nah. I don't know if I'd say this is better or worse than uh, Evil Dead. Evil Dead was certainly a cult, and but it was a little bit more disjointed than in this movie. This movie definitely had a flowing better plot. This has better feel for plot much better and premise. Yeah, moving forward, absolutely. This movie. I think that's what frustrates me is the movie itself is good. The plot's good. The premise is good. The The scenes are great. But I'll get into the stuff I don't like later. But it's just, I, I feel like for me personally, <laughs> this could have been a big movie for me. I just, I don't like the execution. And that might just be a Wes Craven thing because I don't feel like I really just enjoy his movies all that much. I know Scream was probably the first introduction I had to Wes Craven and it was, it was good. It was shocking. Everybody got shocked at the beginning with Drew Barrymore, but it's just um spoilers. We're not talking about this movie. That I know, movie. I know. It's just, also I haven't seen. Oh, it. gotcha. <laughs> it's flipping. It's I flipping the know. genre on its head and basically making fun of the uh, the stereotypes of what happens in the movies and like you know you can't do this because you'll die and blah 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 blah. So it's good on that aspect. It's just I, I don't know. I just I, I can't really say that I've had a lot of experience with Wes Craven films. Really, kind of 
you know, tripping my trigger in terms of horror, which feels like I'm just, like, laughing in the face of the horror genre, which I love so much, but I don't personally care for Wes Craven movies, and that makes me feel weird saying that out loud. No, you don't have to feel weird about that. It feels really that. weird, man. It's, it's like saying, like, uh, I, don't, I don't know, it's like, it's like somebody who only watches action movies saying, Michael Bay sucks! And everybody being like, but it has all the things you like, explosions and guns and everything. It's just, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a really, that's really good way of saying what's, what's being said. I can understand that. But, you know, there's all sorts of different triggers for everyone. And uh, Wes Craven just might not trip that trigger. Like, Michael Bay might not be your kind of action. There's still other action types out there. You might be a John Woo guy. <laughs> Couldn't finish that. I'm not sure there is a John Woo guy out there. I mean, I'm I'm looking through his filmography right now. It's just like there's really nothing here that I ever watched more than once, or that I ever had the desire to watch. So it's like going through Hills Have Eyes, Swamp Thing, you know, Wishmaster. I, I know these are pretty big movies. Like I know people who love Wishmaster. I love my soul, or people who uh, watch My Soul to Take things like that. It's just. You know, I, I don't really, looking at this list, none of these movies have I ever either seen or gone back to watch. There's a bunch of movies on on here that I, on, at least on the website that I'm looking at, that I've never seen. Ever. Same here. Like, The Girl in the Photographs, or Parish Summer, uh, Stranger in Our House. What is it? Chiller. I guess it just shows you <laughs> how cheap and quick it was to make some of these movies that he has so many that you don't even oh, know yeah, about. Yeah, like Dracula 2000. <laughs> Everyone knows no. about that. I say, I've heard of that no. one. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I'm not trying to undermine him at all. I'm, I'm glad he found an audience with Nightmare at Elm Street and with Scream. I'm glad people got enjoyment out of those films. I'm not trying to detract that at all. It's just, I don't know, it just wasn't my cup of tea. And I never watched The Hills Have Eyes. I've heard okay things. It's just, it... It, it kind of, to me, and I, I know this is going way out on a, on a limb here, but it, it feels like, to me, like he was... From the outside, it feels like Rob Zombie before Rob Zombie. Like, Rob Zombie's got all these niche horror movies that, you know, his devoted fans love, but not everybody gets them or, or cares about them. And it's stuff like, you know, the Halloween remakes, it's the Hills Have Eyes remakes, it's, it's, it's all that stuff, uh, Devil's Rejects and everything else. It's like, I don't personally care for those movies, but I know that they have a following. I know that they have a big following. So it's it, it kind of feels like the same thing, just like separated by a couple decades. I feel like Rob Zombie movies are better comparatively, though. <laughs> better when again, compared again, to other horror films. Yeah, it's all a matter of opinion. I don't know. I don't know. Nightmare just never did anything for me. I mean, I even watched Friday the 13th, and I, I liked the original. And then after the original, then it became your typical, you know, slow shambling monster, can't kill this guy movie but the first one was great i, I like the first one a lot but yeah it's I, I don't know this series and friday never really kicked off for me i've never been a huge horror film fan to begin with they just don't they don't yeah. they don't trip any triggers for me so everybody anybody who's just like hey let's watch a horror film I'm like yeah could we not <laughs> but there's so many good ones especially now but anyways sorry um things we still liked it's kind of a mixed bag at this point so the end of the movie i I think I remember hearing somebody say that the uh, producers forced uh, Craven's hand to put the uh, make the end of the movie the way it is. What ambiguous? With, with it was supposed to be a happy ending. I did a bunch mm. of research because I got bored watching the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so it was supposed to be a happy movie, happy ending. However, they bring Freddy's colors on the top of the car, and then all of a sudden. The mother gets pulled through the tiny window, which is hilarious looking. It was so, yeah. <laughs> a weird way to finish the end of the movie. However, it does bring up the point, like, did she ever wake up from the dream? Like, it's such a weird ending. Like, mom's awake, swears off alcohol at this point. Daughter's awake, notices mother's alive. Like, oh, hey, look, you're not dead. Great. Or you're feeling better, I think. She doesn't say you're not dead. But then, uh, like, the kids come up, and it's like they never died. And it's, it's just like a weird thing. Like, who knows what at this point? And then all of a sudden, Freddy comes back. Like, so somebody actually does remember Freddy. Yeah, well, she demanded that he return everybody. Or nobody actually died, and it was all just right. Na Nancy. Was that her, that's her name? I feel like that's right. Nan Nancy, yeah. Uh... It was all in Nancy's head the entire time. Right. 
It seems like it was it was the entire movie was then just made out to be a dream, which is a popular. Which uh, yeah, it starts it starts to give Candyman. I think it starts to give Candyman vibes. Like, is she just crazy, or is this actually happening? So like, I like the ending in as much as it kind of brings you into uh, rewatchability. Yeah, like, you could go back and rewatch this movie, trying to see whether or not you believe this is entirely a dream, and you can look for little things that would uh, would support that, or you know. You could just look at it being like, wow, that's a really weird way to end this movie and I don't care for it and just turn you off and run away. I'm not I'm it's kind of a mixed bag. I, I like I liked it. It made me laugh a lot. Yeah. Even though it's a horror film. I know it's not supposed to make you laugh, but I laugh at a lot of things in this movie, but it's it's supposed to be scary. Yeah, I don't know if this movie was supposed to make you ha ha all it's over absurd. the place. There is so much absurdity in this movie. There is some catharsis to be able to laugh at uh when you've been scared the entire time, you're supposed to be well, it's supposed to be scared. Uh, there, it's nice to have a laugh in there that you can have some catharsis and let it, let that out, so you can make room for more scare. Uh, I wrote something down. I saw it. and I wanted to say it. Oh, right, this movie, it has shitty kids traps. Yes, I was gonna say it turned into Home Alone. I was I was giggling to myself at that point too. It's like, oh shit, this is Home Alone all of a sudden out of nowhere. They reference a book. <laughs> they reference a book once, and the next thing you know, it's like the the, the night before, and Kevin's hanging up sledgehammers against the door. <laughs> She's a fucking trap setting master. She can set traps in twenty minutes and have a heart to heart with her mother. She did read that book in less than twenty four hours. Right. Right. Yeah. She was she was determined. I mean, she wasn't sleeping. She was Jesse Spanoing those <laughs> caffeine pills. Yeah, yeah. That and she had coffee machines hidden under her bed. <laughs> oh, that that I got a chuckle out of. My, my first initial thought is like, bullshit, her mom didn't smell that, but then I realized she had half a carafe sitting on top of her TV, so no wonder. Correct. <laughs> I did get a chuckle out of that. Well, her mom probably couldn't smell anything anyway, because her mom was, like, hiding vodka bottles everywhere true, in true. the house. It was like a clown car for vodka bottles. <laughs> uh, I mean, it does kind of bring into, you know, question the, you know, these are things that, like, alcoholism appearance and being, not believing of children and stuff like that. It's like, that is, uh, you know, it's a serious topic brought up into this movie, but eventually it kind of becomes funny. At a certain point. Well, that, and the mom kept his freaking glove in the furnace. The furnace from, like, the 1800s. She murdered a man. She needed her, what's the word I want to use? Trophy. Jesus. She needed her goddamn trophy, like Freddy has in his dream boiler room, which he had a trophy. He had the crucifix uh, trophy before she's even, uh, before he even claims Nancy. He's not a very good serial killer. He's supposed to be a child murderer. (laughs) Unless he takes the trophy just to mark someone. He murders children. They're not hard targets. But these aren't, well, they are children, but they're older children, and they're not as easy of targets. I mean, look at them. They're running and stuff. Yeah. (laughs) They're pretty athletic. Unlike small children, which are clumsy and not really athletic. Not that I'm parsing hairs about who's a softer target. Sounds like you've had some experience here, Joe. (laughs) Well, if I'm chasing children to murder them. Hypothetically. Air quotes. Let me tell you about it. <laughs> I mean, Joe, Joe's got a pretty long gait, too. Like, I mean, imagine, imagine Joe chasing like a, like a five-year-old on an alleyway. I am now. I'm picturing just the long, lanky arms and then legs flailing about all manically and child just screaming with an ice cream cone. I don't know. I love this. That'd be like Freddy in this movie. He runs like a complete he does. weirdo. Like he starts f- wiggling as he runs, and I'm like, "Is that supposed to be scary? Because it looks silly." Have we crossed the dream threshold into the things we don't like now? I'm I'm just gonna t- <laughs> toss out that I like the character design of Freddy. Okay, yeah, the character design of Freddy's great. Yeah, I, I like his glove. I like his outfit. There's a lot going into his design, yes. and they spend a lot of time going into why he looks the way he does in in subsequent films. It's pretty cool. I've seen at least one or two of the other ones, just like bits and pieces, but this is like the one that I hadn't seen the most of, I guess. The one with red arms instead of striped arms? Because he was originally supposed well, to have a his vest. His sweater was supposed to be red and yellow. A sweater vest? Not red and green, mm-hmm. but red and green uh, are more there's there's they're so far opposite on the color wheel that it was more of a what's the oh god i remember reading about this why they picked the red and green over the red and yellow it had to do with (laughs) it had to do with color design and how the red and the green could be more off-putting because of how opposite they are but it's not like he's in bright light a lot anyway at least in this movie right 
So like the red and green, the green was like, it might be green, it might be black half the movie, it might be brown. You can't really tell what that green is. The yellow would have been a little bit easier to uh, see the difference in. Then you'd be discussing if it was red and yellow or red and blue. It was probably red and blue. You don't know. (laughs) On the same way, uh, Freddy shambling around chasing people is just to drum up the fear in people being chased because he doesn't need to run after people. He can show up in front of people whenever he wants. He can teleport. Mm -hmm. That's his superpower. Like the chasing is just to drum up fear, which apparently he feeds on or something like, is that where he gets his power, he just gets his power because he's in a dream. Yeah, they kind of half-assed explain. Yeah, they it. don't really right. explain it in this movie. Well, they they did the 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 people in Bhutan sleep depriving their nightmares of energy by ignoring it, kind of thing. Blah blah blah. So it's it says if you get scared by your they they said without saying it if you get scared by the the dream, therefore you're feeding it. I did notice in the boiler room chase scene that they had um I can't remember her name the first the first death Tina 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 does the thing where she like she's running but she's not going anywhere and mm-hmm. I caught that I'm like oh hey look there's they're doing the thing and i don't know what the director what what or was it the director well either way it just it like it, it looks really cool for like a split second and then just gets weird because the actress like does the slow run too long i don't know if you guys caught it it's, it was it was hmm. i did not know I, I saw what you were talking about there's this there's there's so many good things about this so many little things about this movie that i like but the movie as a whole man i just oh yeah i'm, I'm right there with you man. <laughs> I'm right there with you. I mean, I thought that, you know, if we're just looking at it from the outside as a movie, yeah, it checks the basic boxes. They did it correctly. The movie doesn't dick around and, like, have tons of exposition it just kind of just does it so that's nice and it doesn't like hang out too long they kill people sometimes a little bit too slow but on a decent pace and then finish that part of the movie is fine it's being an adult and watching this it's not scary you know even being a teenager this movie never scared me i've never been this this movie does not frighten me on the scale of horror films the night the the nightmare movies are up there with scary movie and that series i would agree <laughs> oh god rough <laughs> <laughs> i was scared of it when i was little like i wasn't even probably in double digit years yet i was five when this came out so why do you reckon he had green blood it was supposed to be putrescent reasons oh yep. pus Got it. Gross. And maggots. Ew. He likes opening himself up for people, he though. He does. Chops off some fingers, and they're back the ne- very next scene. Like, once you know you're in a dream, you can do anything you want. And that's where, like, if you feed the fear, you're just going to be constantly feeding that fear. Once you realize you're in a dream and you shouldn't be feared, you can start doing things that you don't normally think of doing when you're all scared. Careful. And so you can start manipulating your dream. Careful, you're treading on the, the third movie. Ken, we 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 aren't we, t- we aren't talking about dream warriors. Yeah, and then you can be a dream warrior, which is basically <laughs> what she did at the end of this movie. Except she pulled him out. At least she thought she did. Right, but then she went back in. You never go back into a burning and, building. Yeah, who knows? I don't know. The problem is she killed him the same way the first time. She burned him alive, and then didn't see what happened to him. Yeah, you you gotta make sure they're dead. Yeah. You can't just leave them alone in a room. Bad form. Surprise! The house didn't burn down. Yeah, that's a uh, good fire retardant in that home but the uh the sticky stairs <laughs> <laughs> where you can obviously see the holes yeah, in the stairs no. yeah it's, <laughs> it's like what's go oh, gross that was probably the most disgusting part of the entire thing i get what they were trying to show stepping into the stairs and the stairs getting goopy grabbing the shoes and slowing her down but not having cg to make it happen and trying to make it actual happen that's hard man that's hard that's not a, a an effect that you should be trying to do with practical effects i mean someone probably could pull it off but not on shaggy carpet it's so hard to keep that going and well i suppose all you have to do is well i was an effects person so i wouldn't know if it's easy to do or not it just seems like the carpet would be a difficult time to make into a sticky mess either way people make everything into cakes these days they can make something into carpet most of my bad and dreams cake. involve having uh sticky feet not being able to move so that that part actually struck me as uh <laughs> at least it triggered something in the back of my brain is like oh no i could understand that being a fear in a dream at least so at the very beginning of the movie when tina's getting chased when she wakes up after being chased and i realize that whole 
beginning part was a dream, I was struck with the fact, I was like, wait a minute. So in the dream, Freddy had to build his glove. Why? No one was there to be frightened by him building his glove. He could have just made it happen. Right. I th- I assumed that that was in the real world. See, I, I couldn't tell. Which that, uh, that build sequence actually really worked well for me. You got the cutting off of the fingers for some reason. I don't understand that apart from the fact that you're like, is he going to cut off his finger with that straight razor? That's, oh... Yep, that was the most scared I got. <laughs> yeah, 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 I like to build things. So, like, look, watching that, I was like, man, I could I could probably make some of these things, which is probably not a healthy thought, but I was just watching it like, hey, yeah, I could do that. There's a nice, easy hinge there. I could do that. And then the knives on the fingers was interesting. I noticed that they uh, had brazed the metal together instead of uh, welding it uh, because they're two different metal materials, and if you weld those together, they galvanize. It's real nerd, nerd building stuff here, but just noticing some uh, interesting build choices in the beginning that, that really sparked to some uh, high-quality craftsmanship <laughs> there. I enjoyed it. But yeah, I, I assume that that was when he was still alive uh, murdering children, not in the dream, because the glove also exists in the real world, in the basement, and she kept... Did she keep the original fireplace from wherever he was burned alive no that was the boiler for the house that was the boiler uh, yes, for the house supposedly and she shoved the glove up inside the boiler for the house <laughs> okay you'd think that as kids are want to do child nancy would have probably played in that fire pit at one point and found that glove because kids are just amazing at finding things especially things they're not supposed to find yeah that's true then take it to school be like look what i found some teacher who burned freddy alive years ago what where did you get that <laughs> or do you think they all have their own commemorative <laughs> glove? well they they pass it around it was just Nancy's mom's turn to hold on ah, to it. There we that go. That week. makes sense. It was her year. It's like the Lombardi Trophy. You have to keep passing it on. She won the Freddy Fantasy Football League that year. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've stumbled into things we don't like. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I wanted Nancy to fall asleep, dream of money, and pull money out of her dreams. I was like, come on, do something useful with that talent. Not just grabbing hats and murderers. That's a good call. Man, Joe, you're too smart for us. She's too busy trying not to die, but that's a great idea. You know, dream of a nice car and be like, all right, wake me up in five minutes. I've got a new car. I don't know. Would it just appear in her bedroom, though? In her bed? Right. That could be dangerous if she, if she grabs the wrong thing. Which comes to comes to the next thing like where freddy is uh, able to exist in the dreams versus in real life is really questionable he's able to pick up tina in real life even though she still dreams she never wakes up from that even though like a burn to the arm allows nancy to wake up but then the biggest murder in the in this movie that bothers me is rods the hanging because he gets hanged in real life by a sheet but is not visibly having like a bad dream or something like that so like i have no idea how freddy was able to interact with that sheet in real life when he doesn't necessarily interact with things in real life he interacts with the the person you don't know when you're in the dream and when you're not so he was two levels deep. He was dreaming inside a dream. Inception! Oh, God. I think that's that's probably the biggest thing that I wish they would have done more with in this movie was... I know in, that like the intention was you're not supposed to be able to tell when you're in the dream and when you're not, but it's super distracting when plot points hit and you're just like, well, wait a second. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. There's a lot of things that don't make sense. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of nonsensical stuff happening yeah. in this movie. Like the ambulance backing up and having its siren on as it's in a driveway backing <laughs> yes. up. That is not what that's not what the sirens for. They're not announcing that they're transporting a they're not transporting a, a a critical patient to the hospital. They're transporting bits of a sushi buffet. No, <laughs> bits there's, of a, there's nothing left of him. Ew. No, there's not. There's no need to put the sirens on and flash the lights as they're leaving. There's nothing to tell anybody to get no. out of the way for. They're not saving a man's life tonight. You're basically wasting electricity at that point. I don't think they care. <laughs> um, the acting is some of the worst acting I have personally ever seen. Oh, sure, sure. The mom. The mom is horrible, but Nancy, for me, was absolutely atrocious. In a movie surrounded by people delivering terrible, terrible performances, 
Maybe that's why earlier, like I said, Johnny Depp's feels like a giant like pin holding it all together. <laughs> I, I feel like between Johnny Depp and the cop dad, who I didn't catch his name, but the cop dad, they were really good. I feel like everybody else in this entire film either didn't know how to act. I, I doubt they're acting over the top on purpose, but holy shit, it was bad. Like, I, I thought I'd seen bad horror movies with bad acting before, but this was the facial expressions Nancy gives, her reactions to certain things, just everything just made me want to just shut the movie off because I, I didn't feel engrossed. I didn't feel like I was in it. I didn't feel like it was realistic because it was just... I, I didn't feel that they conveyed any sense of fear or any sense of anything going on other than just blank wooden stares. It was is the most distracting I've ever been watching a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> the blank wooden stares for Na- Nancy makes sense because she's fucking tired. She is tired, yes, but just... However, uh, the line readings... Yeah, that. <laughs> I just... A little bit know. unnatural. I wouldn't be able to do any better. I'm probably not an actor. I probably sound exactly like that in this podcast. I, I <laughs> Oftentimes when I watch movies and I'm like, man, that line delivery really sucks. I was like, is that what I sound like in real life? It, it feels bad saying it because I know I couldn't do any better. It's just having watched... Bad movies that are bad, <laughs> not on purpose. Having watched bad movies that are intentionally bad because they're so good they're bad. Or they're so bad they're good. I, I don't know how to put that, but there's different variations of this. And this movie, I feel like it was supposed to be good, but the acting was so fucking awful. It really detracted me from this movie. When you're acting in Sharknado is better? It is, ironically. Like like a, a spoof horror movie that's that's obviously tongue on the cheek has better acting than <laughs> just, uh. this is almost birdemic level of uh line delivery and such mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. it is distracting and definitely uh pulls you away from the movie actually being any sort of scary yep except for the priest who delivers one hell of a sermon for the for tina or no rod fucking rod yeah. Basically, the priest just being like, yeah, this guy's a piece of shit, fuck him. <laughs> and staring right at his parents as he says yeah. it. Mm-hmm. If you live by the sword, you die by the sword. Like, fuck you. Yep, yep. I'm so glad we paid you to come out here and tell me how big of a piece of shit my child is. <laughs> some good solace, absolutely. I, I, I know this is also going to cause some riffs here, but uh, I hated the soundtrack. I hated everything about the soundtrack. Every song that played, every piece of music that played during this movie, I, I could not stand it. I'm with you on that one. I hated the soundtrack. I disagree. <laughs> now, to say it was good is not... I, I won't say it's good, but boy, did it give me some good 80s feeling. Yes, it, it's very 80s, and I love I love it on its own. Like, if I was to just, like, listen to it randomly, cool, it sounds fun. But, oh my god, it just... I, I couldn't stand it when it was in the movie. I couldn't stand the scenes it was in. I couldn't stand just... It was bad. I don't have a lot to say. I enjoyed it. It was definitely another thing that just kind of felt weird in the movie. However, it's one of those kind of things like The Running Man, where it's got that weird electronic music that every time I go back to the movie, I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm here for. Like, (laughs) I I think it's a common denominator in movies that I enjoy going back and watching. It's just that style of 80s music, electronic, robotic See, and I love that. I, I normally love that. I just feel like it... I feel like for this movie, it just made things so fucked up. Like, it just didn't lend a hand to it, and it just made it... Any any tension, any fear, any, any scariness that I would have derived from this movie was completely evaporated from that soundtrack blasting in. Especially usually with how it went, with, like, you know, Freddy stumbling over furniture and running through a room while it's, you know, just the synthetic kicks in the background coming from an electronic drum set. It's just like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why it irks me so much, but it did not stick its landing for me. I, I, I don't know. For the music, it was after, you know, the mom gets pulled through the door, the Freddy car drives away with the kids, <laughs> and then the end credit song comes oh up. Oh my god, I forgot about that. I forgot about that song. I lie awake <laughs> and dread the lonely nights. I'm not alone. It's just like, it. I just busted up, and it was like anything that could have ever been scary, which it wasn't, 
is just now like I'm just laughing my ass off at these words and this song. They kept shouting it's it's just a nightmare or something like that. It's such a bad song. They're taking a page from uh, Shakespeare where if you have a tragedy, you have to have a comedy at the end so people leave feeling okay. <laughs> so crack everybody up in the theater after everyone got scared. Yeah. With a, a, a song that's so bad it's funny. I kept thinking of Will Smith's cover. Or rap. Oh my god! I was gonna ask you guys if you saw that. No. I mean, it's old. It, it's it was considered a lost video. It was considered a lost video because apparently New Line ordered the destruction of all tapes containing containing that uh, music video. It's a song by Will Smith and uh, who was it? Um, oh my god! I, I just watched this yesterday, but it's it's a nightmare on my street it's, or something like that. Yeah. It is such a bad song. What's the name of the song? I gotta look it up. DJ, Je- DJ Jazzy Jeff. Jazzy Jeff. Yep. A Nightmare on My Street. Oh, really? It is such a bad song. I think I remember when that was released. It came out in 88, and somebody had a VHS recording of it that they, they threw online. They, they somehow recorded it on VHS, and that's like a copy that's still around somehow. And you can tell, because it like intersplices between a couple things, and it keeps going back to the video. So it's 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 a trip. But the, <laughs> the music video is not good. It's not. I'll have to watch this later. I get why this movie was revered. It definitely made back uh, $56 million over its $1 million yeah, budget. Yeah, it did significantly more money than I was expecting it would it would have. Mm-hmm. The budget was only a million? $1.1 million, yeah. Dang. I mean, I can see that. The movie's not extravagant in the least. Now, we're still not talking about The Incredible Returns of Halloween, which was filmed on a $300,000 budget and made $70 million. <laughs> it's a better movie, though. That's a better movie. I feel tonally it's a better movie. I disagree. I, I like that it's, it's more... It's straight-laced. It's more serious in its tone the acting is is really good except for i would i would argue i feel terrible saying this out loud but i'd argue that donald pleasance was probably the only actor in the movie i didn't care for. he's the detective right yeah he's, he's michael's uh, uh therapist the shittiest therapist oh <laughs> yep so try to help your, your your patient you're just going around just telling everyone how evil he is and how he needs to die <laughs> <laughs> If your therapist isn't keeping it secret, <laughs> you, you know there's problems. Yeah, yeah. But no, I, I I get the appeal. It's it's got an amazing premise, and I get why people like Freddy himself. It's it's really good. It's just it probably would have hit different if I had watched this as a kid. But I just as an adult, just wow. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's that's the problem with this because coming back to something nostalgic that you hadn't seen from when you were a kid you miss out on everything that made it special if you had seen it when you were a kid same thing with um uh, i'd never i had never seen nightmare before christmas everybody i know saw it i just never got around to seeing it because my parents didn't have a copy we didn't rent it or anything eventually i finally watched it in my 20s and i was like oh this is a really great movie but it, it didn't hit me the same way it didn't hit me to the point where i had pillows and you know Stuffed animals and stuff like that. Like, all my friends that everybody did, or, you know, people under the 20s had t-shirts and, like, identified with Jack Skellington. Or, or, I, I don't know. It was, it's weird. It's weird stumbling into this because I feel like I'm stumbling into somebody else's uh, nostalgia. <laughs> I get it. I get why it's important to them. It's just, I, I wish I hadn't waited so long, I guess. Well, you know, there's a whole other, like, eight other films, maybe? Yeah. It's it's like Halloween and, and Friday the 13th. They had a good one, so then they just beat the shit out of it. I'm just saying, you got, you got an opportunity to, to really beat somebody else's nostalgia into the ground. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for me, returning to this movie, it makes me really think that this is hard aimed at pre-teens and mm-hmm. teens at best for being scary. And for me as an adult, it's kind of boring. Yes, because that's a good way of putting it, Joe. It's just... It follows tropes and doesn't really do anything special other than it's the creation of a character that I kind of like of Freddy Krueger. Yeah. That's about it. Everything else, I mean, like I said, it would I would I suggest someone to watch this? No. I would tell them to find a five-minute thing on YouTube that summarizes the, the film because it's all it is is introducing you to Freddy Krueger. That's Definitely. all the movie's good for. I, I feel like you, you hit the nail on the head. It's just the best best way to describe it is this movie feels like the kind of movie you'd expect uh, a teenager to take his interest to a drive-in theater <laughs> and, and and watch and snuggle up to and all the spooky parts it's it's got that level of cheese written all over it where it's just kind of like good date night fodder i guess and you know what i'm just wisconsin enough to say i love cheese and i'm gonna go back and watch <laughs> this movie quite a bit i actually really enjoyed this movie good. that is good 
good. For me, it's good to have on in the background at a Halloween like party. Yeah, I would, I would definitely throw this on in the Halloween rotation. This is one of the movies that you put on because it fits. Yeah, I mean, it's it's Halloween. You, you toss this on. It's, it's a good movie for the rotation. Would I sit and engrossingly watch it? No. No. But does it fill a room? Sure. And bonus to people who are more uptight about films, there's no... I don't remember any swearing. There's one F-bomb. So, okay, they have one swear word. No nudity? Really? There's nudity. Two scenes of nudity. There's a scene where she gets ripped down in the bath. Really? When she gets ripped down in the bathtub, it's it's full boob nudity, and then uh, I didn't even see it. So. Oh no, you could you could you could make you could make it out. Oh yeah, I didn't notice that either. And then there's the flash when she's getting dressed in the uh, the, the closet when she's got the closet doors open and uh, it was her back. No, there's side boob. Their side boob. Damn, are you like? Do you have a TV that like bends things or something? <laughs> because I'm not seeing that. I don't know. It's, I watched it on HBO Max. Oh, he was watching on his curved monitor. Yeah, yeah. No, she like moves from side to side, and there's side boob on both sides while she's getting dressed. And then, yeah, the, the scene where she gets ripped under the tub. Well, that feels dirty. Yeah. She's she's a child. Yeah. She's supposed to be 15. I know. That's what... I was just kind of like, wait, what? I don't know how old she really is, but I'd believe yeah. it. No, 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 no. None of that, please. Fucking Wes Craven. I didn't notice either of that. So yeah, I agree that this this is a good movie for the background of a party or not to watch directly. The The nostalgia doesn't pull me into wanting to watch it again. Yeah, I would say I probably won't watch this again. It would probably be something I'd just throw on a TV and have playing in the background. I might take some time off work and uh, sit down and watch every single movie in a row without sleeping until I go mad or until I accidentally <laughs> fall asleep. Nina man dies in sleep. It seems like a good time. I mean, I, I did forget the uh, scene of the mom going into the bed in the fog. That was kind of cool. This is a Googling thing. Why did that happen? I don't know. That was the second most confusing part of the movie. First part being how Rod died in the... It's, but the second part was like, okay, so Freddy jumps on top of her, burns her alive, and she gets pulled into... What the hell just happened? And that's where like, okay... It's dream. a dream. That's a dream. It's a dream. But they used the same lighting effects as Ghostbusters, which is great, I think. I remember that being yeah. a go- that. Like mm-hmm. that, the uh, feeling of those lighting effects being in Ghostbusters somewhere. Might have to watch that movie sometime to see which one were where I was thinking that. Maybe the fridge. Mm, maybe. But anyway. Anyway. That was us. Oh shit! I had one for this. <laughs> I will say that this movie would could possibly do with a reboot. I haven't seen the reboot, so I don't know if they. I I didn't either. They've rebooted it. I watched the reboot. It's fine. It's got less heart than this movie. Oh, really? This movie has a lot of heart, Mm. at least. Are you going to Kalima it? I feel like they could do so much more making Freddy actually scary. Kalima. And less goofy. (laughs) After this, he starts getting one-liners, which makes him even more goofy. Mm Mm-hmm. Well. (laughs) God, now I have no transition into this because we have like a weird area. That was us, not knowing whether or not we were awake or asleep rewinding nightmare on elm street now i I think it might be important to say at this point that the movie is actually a nightmare on elm street i believe the original intent was the entire movie is supposed to be a dream thanks for ruining it ken sorry thanks ken you're gonna go to the the art installation and explain the art to everybody Actually, Isn't that what we're supposed to do in this podcast? I just feel like I let a lot of people down by saying I didn't like Nightmare on Elm Street. And it's no, like, no. I feel like I didn't need, need to take a break and look in a mirror and cry. No. Man, some people's green tea is some people's white tea. It's fine. That's true. Tea. I, I like white tea. tea. It's delicious. But I do love black tea. Black I love black tea. tea. So we invite you to come back in two weeks where we will rewind Ghostbusters. Uh, Even though it's not spooky month anymore. Get on that hype train for afterlife. But we'll do Ghostbusters anyway. So come back in two weeks when we rewind again. We just slashed that movie apart like Freddy's dreams or something. Almost.